Previously on In The Moment. I was telling Katie, like, you'd be shocked. I work out twice a day now. I do a workout in the morning. Excuse I do a me? workout. and I know. What do you, what do you mean, workout? What's workout your definition of workout? Cardio in the morning, weights in the afternoon. Come on, man. Come, come on. on. That, come on. Since Listen, when? Literally since January 1st. What's her name? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Ain't no man just starting no two a days for no reason. Now, I'm you need to go to the NFL. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest with you. What's up? I'm going to be honest with you. Nothing gets you in better shape than rejection. That's a Ooh. fact. That's a Nothing fact. Rege- you rejection in- and knowing a vacation is coming. That's the too. two biggest motivators to get your ass yep. in the gym. I oh, mean, so you out here trying to get your revenge body on. Oh, you it's revenge body, Blake. Body, yaddy, body, yaddy, 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 yaddy. Yeah, I like this energy. <laughs> Yo, yes. you tried to holler at the main anchor? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, he didn't, re- he didn't deny that. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Yo, Blake was feeling himself one day, boy. He took that shot. He was like, I'm ready. <laughs> this I'm a world champion, baby. You know what I'm saying? Hey, that's waited my whole life for this moment. They don't call me big bands for nothing, Brenda. Which is <laughs> Okay. Why would you pick the one name? Oh no. Did you guess that? Did guess? Wait, wait, that's really somebody's name? That's a name for real? No. Oh, oh God, he lying. I... <laughs> That's what happened in my story. Yeah, All right. So she rejected you and you ain't got your revenge body up. We're That's this, what happened? Listen, this is where whoa, we are whoa, right whoa, now. Whoa, 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 wait. That's oh, you why you're it. on your revenge body right now? Yes. He, That's he, most no, no. You know what he told me behind the scenes before this? What he said? What he said? He's like, yo, Katie, look. I'm doing things I ain't never done before. You know, I'm waking up early. I'm going out and I'm doing my cardio. And on top of my cardio, <laughs> I didn't like how Katie I'm, said I'm, I'm doing things I've never done before. <laughs> I'm eating well. Like, you know, I'm out here. And I'm like, oh, Blake, you're doing good things for yourself. He didn't tell me there was a reason why. That no, that's most there. You got to know. There. That's because you have to know the right questions to mm-hmm. ask, Katie. When a man starts telling you that he changed his life <laughs> around in the way that Blake has, he yep. didn't do that shit for himself. All right, Kelly. Never. All right, Kelly Rowling. <laughs> Yo, there's, nah, there's a stranger in the house right now oh. And I'm trying to figure out <laughs> Who Blake is I don't even Yo, know this man anymore I don't either He was taking pictures on donuts the last time I saw him <laughs> And now you working out twice a day? Twice a day I have a protein goal What, what, what? the fuck are you talking I about, know. man? What, what I, have a, I, I have a calorie. I have to stay in a calorie deficit, but I have a protein goal to hit every day. You counting your macros, too? Not yet. Not yet. That's, that's yet. too, in, that's too uh, in depth. I was like, ah, maybe like on the second rejection. He's almost there, though. <laughs> yeah, maybe on the second Thanks. rejection, we'll probably count macros. Yo, let me borrow $3, man. I'm sorry? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you heard me. You have a mixologist. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> you have an Apple Watch. <laughs> Come on, don't do that. You have three chains. You had an Apple Watch before me. It was Don't free. Do that. It was Don't a company, do that. It was a company gift. You getting money, money. Anybody that walk in here with a forest green jean jacket <laughs> on top of a gray hoodie. Yo, he did. He did. He? Yo, with you getting Jordan's money. On. You look like an Abercrombie and Fitch mannequin. <laughs> <laughs> you, are, you are getting money. And you got the same six pack that the models be having that stand outside the store. We're going to speak it into existence. Who hurt you? Huh? Who hurt you to get you here? Because only hurt gets you looking that damn good. Talk about it, King. I know what time it is, man. It's a dark world. It is, though, It's right? a dark world. Man, but seriously, like, you, you spoke to something that's uh that I think people need to hear. 
because you did something a lot of people are afraid to do. I talked to you about this the last time you was here. You leaped. You followed your your goals, your passion, trying to find your purpose. A lot of people are afraid to do that in life, right? And when you do it, what I don't think people realize is typically when you finally say I'm a jump, mm-hmm. Steve Harvey will make you think you're just going to fly. Right. And it's going to just be money from that yep. point on. That's not what typically happens. No. Right. It gets harder. It gets hard as hell. And you want to quit. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And it seems like a lot of the things start to happen in your life that are really trying to destroy you. Like losing my grandmother. Bro, I was destroyed. Yep. I was ready to throw everything away. Like I was done. I didn't I didn't I didn't have a reason to wake up and do what I had been doing until I genuinely had to remind myself that she would have been pissed. If I was sitting here throwing this shit away and not outliving my life that she already got to live in her name. You know what I'm saying? And I think there's something to that, how you found patience in that almost. Because I remember one of my best friends telling me, like, bro, everybody was congratulating me Mm -hmm. on you got this job, that job, this job, this job. You're on this platform. You're doing this. You're doing that. You're killing it. He was the only one who was like, your health. Mm -hmm. What about your health? One last time you've been to the doctor, you got to check up. And you know all that type of shit you don't do as a man, right? Right. And he's like, what good is any of this if you're not taking care of your health? If you're not going to be around long enough to enjoy it. And, I, and you said that. And I'm like, I think a lot of times for anybody that's hardworking, you can forget that. Oh, absolutely. You put your health on the back burner. Well, because we, we live in a generation that you know, only highlights the hustle and the grind, not the, the health part of it all. That's a fact. They always show you holding up the trophy. They don't show the work you put in. They don't show the blood, sweat, and the tears, right? They see you bragging about four hours of sleep. Yeah. Yeah, like that's the thing to brag about. Right. Yeah. It's like, no, I want to brag about getting eight hours. Facts. I'm not there yet. (laughs) Was there anything that, like, I'm curious between y'all, like, the position, you taking the position that you wanted to ask Blake about his experience in your position? Because I know you talk a lot about what you go through. No, I think when I took over... I I don't know if I added the pressure. I know I know I added the pressure to myself, but like Blake was loved by everybody. You know what I mean? I think I added the pressure of taking over Blake, and I felt like everybody loved Blake. You know what I mean? Like no, I don't know what it was, but it was just like you had like a natural talent to just be on air and just like you were just so comfortable on the microphone. And for me to sit here, I was terrified. And so I, I Blake I was more comfortable than me. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's crazy because in my mind, I'm like overthinking everything. Yeah, no, literally, you you do have this natural like yeah. feel about being on a microphone and in front of people and in front yeah. of cameras that yeah. a lot of people don't have. I think you have. I think it's so natural to you that you don't even realize it's a gift. No, because yeah. yeah. in my mind, it's pure chaos. You're like, oh yeah. my god, what if I say this? I mean, you remember all the times I called you, like, dude, what I said, I said this wrong. Like, are they, they going to cancel me? Yeah, and I used to be like, bro, you really got this. You're like, what like are you talking you, about? Like you, yeah, like you are bugging. You have it. Don't yeah. call my phone no more. Go to sleep. <laughs> You're like, take a nap. <laughs> you just woke me up for my nap. <laughs> I think it's a talent that you don't even realize you have. Like, I. I think that the, the fact that you're so comfortable sitting here and then being able to tell your stories, like, it, it was so natural to you that, like, in a way, when when I was told that, like, oh, yeah, you're, in a sense, replacing Blake, there was so much pressure added mm. to that because I was just like, well, like, everybody loves Blake. Like, I'm going to come in here, like, and this this brown guy coming in. Like, I don't, I don't know if they're going to like me. And I remember just, like, overthinking everything, everything, like, mm-hmm. whether it was, like, the personal story that I submitted to just like even just picking up the phone calls like was i doing it like as good as blake was doing it and like i was overthinking everything and it was this pressure that i added to myself was just like how do i replace this person that was loved by like almost everybody 
And and in a, in a way, like I I think I, I I talked with you, like I talked with Mo about it, because I was just like I don't I don't know how to deal with this, like I don't know how to deal with the pressure. And he, like your advice was just just be yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they're gonna love you or they're gonna hate you, but you got to be yourself. Yeah. At the end of the day, you just got to be yourself. And I think like with with changing my name, it allowed me to be in a way like I feel like becoming Ro- like Romeo. It gave me like a persona. Mm to be you know what i mean yeah because in a way like I, i'm coming in now coming into the bird show talking about topics that were never talked about before on, on air right talking about daca being undocumented being mm-hmm. being a brown person and then like now I'm, I'm the token hispanic guy that's what sucks coming into the situation as us as you become the token whatever you are and then like you gotta deal then, with that and the fact is like you're you're expected to like disappoint white people you know what I mean? Like, obviously, you're you're kind of aware that you're gonna like not be mm-hmm. liked by white people. But the hardest part was being not not liked by your own people. Mm-hmm. That was a thing a that I didn't like. I was just like, holy shit! I was not prepared for that. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, you are my people, and you're critiquing every little word the, that I'm saying in, and like, you don't even realize that I got five minutes to go on air live and talk about like my entire point or what I want to say in five minutes. That doesn't give me enough time to what I really want to say. And also, I'm not going to sit here and cry on the microphone because it's so awkward to cry. Honestly. Like, you know what I mean? Like, as much as I like, I want to break down and, like, be truthful to, yeah. like, what I feel, like, I can't do that. People started critiquing me, and I was just like, and, like, I think right now that we're in the 100th episode, I think, like, you really have to get most of the compliments. Like, you really helped me out. You really told me to, like, just be yourself. Mm-hmm. People are going to love you or they're going to hate you, but you got to be your own self. And, like, if you don't love yourself then who's going to love you? Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, I think I took that to myself and it's just like, you telling me like realize your own value of what you bring. And then I think when I took that, I was just like, I'm not Blake. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to be Blake. You know what I mean? I'm never going to be as natural on the microphone or as talented as I thought you were. or I, I know you are. And so for me, it was just kind of like, okay, I'm going to come here. I'm going to say my shit. And if people like it, they're going to like it. And if they don't, well, fuck, they're not going to like it. And it's just, right. it is what it is. And so ever since then, I felt like I got more comfortable. But in the first couple of months, oh, man, I took over in the middle of an election. I don't know if you recall. <sighs> yep. But during those times, the phone calls that I think you received and the phone calls that I took over yep. were fucking horrible. People would call in and they automatically think you're burnt and they start going off on you. Like, just going off on you. And you're just kind of like... Okay, like yep. you experience that? Oh my gosh, all the time. Yeah, I'm like, hey Bert, and I'm like, uh-uh. <laughs> I'm like, wrong guy. Yep, wrong guy. I can put you through to try to talk to him mm-hmm. if you want to. They actually think Bert is like on air doing they think all he's the on Bert the air things and he's doing the phones. and answering the phones. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and then and not even that. Some, sometimes people just call in and like they don't even want to give you their name. They just want to go off and like start saying all these racist things, or they start defending this and the other, and like they start defending like. Racist shit, honestly, like, they start defending racist shit, and I'm just sitting here, and I'm like, that's, like, that's really what you believe, and, like, that's cool, like, there's nothing that I'm going to say over the phone to you that's going to convince you otherwise, so I just have to sit here and then go home with that, and I would go home, like, the the first, like, two months after you left, it was still, like, an election time, and, like, people would call in, because we were talking about masks, and, like, we were talking about this and the other issues, and, like, people would call in, and I just, I would go home, devastated mm-hmm. and like i would just be like why the fuck did i did i say yes did yeah. you take it that personally oh my gosh well it's hard because that's how you start your day and mm-hmm. so it's like everybody else kind of starts their day at nine o'clock we're typically out of here by not you know 10 10 11 o'clock in the you know before lunchtime essentially 
But your day starts at 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. with people calling, yelling. Just negative at, as hell. Yelling at you about things you have no control over. Yeah. Uh, insulting you for, for things that have nothing to do with you. You know, it might be something that somebody else said, but because they can't get to that person, they take mm. it out on you. And it just builds, man. It's like it's uh, – you want to, you have to find a way to decompress. But you know, Romeo, it's it's interesting hearing your story because I think you know from the outside looking in, I would have never once imagined that you were nervous or that you had any sort of amount of pressure on you. Because I think by me leaving, and Bert is just a genius in what he does by bringing someone like you into the show, like like you said, your experience and what you bring and your story, like you got to think that was a story that was not necessarily represented on the Bert Show. Like talking about DACA, talking about being an immigrant, talking about the struggles and the trials and the tribulations that come with that. I've learned so much from you just listening to that, just listening to you tell your stories. And so I think it's spot on when Mo's like, look, you just got to be yourself. And I'm like, there's no better person that I think you could have learned from or, you know, been around to have that advice from. Because I feel like when I came in as an intern, that was right when you were just starting. Yeah. But yeah. what I admired so much about you from the very beginning was you never folded on who you are and what you brought to the table, being Appreciate in a completely that. new place, surrounded by a completely, you know, a, a cast that maybe you had never even been surrounded by before. And you came here and you were like, I'm going to take the approach of being quiet and observing just so I can figure out my lane and my role. And I think oftentimes that is a posture that just is looked over because immediately if you're like, if you're not talking or if you're silent, why does, why doesn't he talk? Yeah. And it's like, there, there's a point where you have to kind of take a step back and say, well, where do I fit into this you equation? Find, yeah, exactly. You know, I don't. And if you don't, you'll find yourself in a position where you're willing to trade who you are to fit in. Yeah. And so I think that there's no better person for you to to learn from. And I think that, man, the experience that you bring to this show is invaluable. And, I, and I'll just say this. I'm like, honestly, like, dude, I'm a white guy. We don't need like <laughs> if, if one has to go, it needs to be me. Like, you know what I mean? Because it's like. We have that storyline represented, you know, but the storyline we don't have is, you know, what it's like to try to go and see family who can't physically get over here. And meanwhile, you are over here and you want to go see family and like the 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 pressure and the anxiety that you're faced with in that sense. And so because that's something I've never had to walk through before, you know, and so and I think that's what makes us all better is when we get a chance to hear. And it's not about, you know, you being better than, you know, a particular race or person. It's just giving a platform to someone to share See, their experience. And I want to highlight this, right, because this is interesting listening to y'all because where you are or where you were when you first started the show, like Blake just mentioned, is where I was when Blake was on the show. And I want people to understand that it's not only about the race factor that's involved in this, but it's simply about being brave enough to step into an environment where you are the only one who looks like you, who sounds like you, who knows what you know, who represents what you represent, right? Because if you were going to be a Caucasian individual to step onto a black platform and then talk about your struggles, you're going to somewhat be prepared to get the backlash from black people saying, what are you doing here? And that's huge what you said, because that was my mindset coming into it was, all right, I know some of these white people are not going to like me. He's yeah. black. What is he doing here? That's just what it's going to be. Yeah. As a black man, you've been through that your whole life. That's nothing new, right? Like, you've experienced that. That's, it's sad, it's unfortunate, but it's real. But when you get it from your own people, that's what fuck you up. Yeah. Like, that's what I don't think anyone is ever truly prepared for when you step into the situation that Romeo and I have stepped into. Yep. Like, earlier today, my man Keon asked me, like, yo, what is it like just having to really adjust and adapt to the environment that you're in? Because I know who you are and where you come from, and I know that's not the easiest thing to have done. And it's not. And I I don't talk about it too much because 
that's just life, yo. At the end of the day, the older you get, the more you realize you have to learn how to adapt to mm-hmm. all kinds of different situations and environments, or you're just not going to go far. Right. That just is what it is. But when you come onto these platforms and then you start to get called a clown and a token and a traitor and a sellout, and these people don't know you. Like they have no idea who they're talking to. What I've experienced as a black man, what I've really dealt with behind the scenes. Like, I've been black my entire life, fam. You think I haven't felt the same struggles you felt because I joined the Burt Show in my 30s? <laughs> so you think I didn't go through shit as a black man my entire life? I just got to here, and I'm just now all of a sudden right. not black enough anymore. That shit drives you crazy, fam. I was losing sleep over that. Yep. And unfortunately... There was no one I could talk to about it. Like, joining the Burt Show was kind of the first time in my life where I couldn't call my moms or my pop or my best friend and go, yo, how do I handle this? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? It was the right. first time in my life I went to a place where they didn't have the miles to understand where I was. No one could help me with that. So when I saw Romeo in that position, it felt like a blessing mm-hmm. that I had experienced it. I could almost literally hear God, hear the universe saying, show him. Mm-hmm. Show them. And it's one of the greatest feelings when you can utilize pain, the pain you've had from experiences to help someone else. You understand? Like when I listen to people who give me advice based upon the pain that they've experienced, that shit is priceless. Like I don't think we understand. We're talking about you losing your granddad, me losing my grandmother. I don't think sometimes we realize how much that's worth. Mm-hmm. When they give you advice based off of the years of experience that they've had on this earth. Yep. You can't put a price or a value on that. And it's unfortunate, bro. Like, I truly felt you in that moment when you said that. Because that's an experience that you can't really share or explain. Mm-mm. Not being accepted by your own people. When in your mind, you thought I was stepping in here to represent us. I was brave enough to step into this situation and show the world. We got something to say, too, the way that the South did with music. When Outkast said, we got something to say. Listen to the South. That's how you feel. Like, yo, this platform has never had this representation. I'm about to really talk to y'all about what we go through. And then your own people go, what Mm. are you doing there? You're a sellout. Mm. Why? Because I'm not doing the same things recycling the same information amongst us when we already know it, and that's not helping us push the envelope at all. And on top of that, we killing each other. We not representing each other. Mad black people in the NFL didn't take a knee with Colin Kaepernick. That's why ain't shit changed. But we don't talk about that. But y'all want to kill the black person that's willing to step into a platform and actually take all the fire, all the critique, all the insults, all of it, the racism, everything. And y'all not going to put that man on y'all back? Bro, I can't explain to you how mad I was. But you deal with it. You eat it. Same way Jackie Robinson did. The same way Martin Luther King did. The same way Malcolm X did. And the list goes on. And I'm not comparing myself to them. I'm just saying the first time you do anything to represent your people in a light where they haven't been represented, you're going to take a lot of shit for it. But the end of the tunnel, when you don't quit, it's always worth it. I think I got to give you props. Not a lot of white people take ownership of the fact that, you, like what you just said, as... There's my story's been told mm-hmm. before, and if somebody's got to go, it's me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think that says a lot about you as a person. Well, it's just you true, can take bro. Ownership of that, and, and but truthfully, I think there's a lot of white people in the industry who don't see it that way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They 
even just Facebook comments on like the, a certain topic that I just talked about recently. Like they they found a way to like that's not a f- first generation immigrant issue. Like that's an all American issue, and like they try to downplay it. And like mm-hmm. it is just like the fact that you can take ownership and the fact that you can admit like no, my story's been told before, mm-hmm. and it's okay. And like I'll find my own way, and like I can make it work. Mm-hmm. That to me is just like it just shows the type of person that you are, and. And that's why I think, like, you're a wonderful person. I wish I would have known you because I think you have a thing where you're, like, you have a talent. Yeah. You know, that you can just, like, you inspired me. And, like, anytime that I see you, I always tell you that. The weird thing is, like, you're around my, the same age as me. You're 25. I just turned 25. I don't think I personally don't have a lot of people around the same age who are as hungry or who are as motivated to chase your dreams. Like, I always see people, like, you know, older than me who who want to like pursue their dreams and like want to go at it but i don't see people around my age who are as, as hungry as you so i think like i always want to tell you like yo like mm-hmm. keep doing your shit because you're killing it i appreciate so. you saying that more than you know bro like 100 percent. because i think too like especially people our age it's so competitive it's like yeah. nobody wants to give anybody their flowers right. at this age because we're all trying to go for the same thing and uh, bro, the I'm, fact I'm, that you can say that is uh it means a lot I wanted y'all to finish, but I'm not going to sit here in my 30s and listen to y'all talk about how hard it is at y'all ages. Get the fuck out of here. Okay? It's hard. No, yo. It's hard. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> Can I have another drink? Visions of whipping and chewing on ice, I floss. Smoke from the exhaust, fake bitches turn me off. Homie, I go hard, can't afford to be soft. That's the law. I can hear the bitterness inside they tone, they phone in. Jesus Christ crossed eyes from the way it's stoning. So I guess I'm Moses. This shit got me open, but I can see it closing. The color of them roses, it's on my hands, nigga. Blood on my hands, nigga. I lost my man, and that's some shit that I just can't deal with. Imagine Akins never breaking, cause that man didn't. Wish I could sign checks for beats instead of sign petitions wish i could take it back to tj when we was just kids and had dreams of the cash money and bling blinging turning the nightmare stand from stupid racism 15 shots won't stop us you in this race with me black black lives matter i done seen the pain from the black lives shatter police supposed to protect and serve not harass us is it really all that assertive us to ask for yeah black lives matter i done seen the pain from the black lives shatter police supposed to protect and serve not harass us isn't really all that assertive us to ask for yeah my grandma taught me to attack gotta do it with them both behind your back don't listen when they speak they'll treat you as if you lack that's not because you're weak that's simply because you're black so that